Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, can't believe it's 2022. It's mental, isn't it? I mean, I'm a late 70s, 80s child, and uh, I was thinking about it the other day. 1999 sounded like unbelievable and in the distant, and here we are in 2022. Uh, the one thing and the one regret uh, or thing I'm gutted about is that they haven't quite cracked the hoverboard technology of Back to the Future. I think by 2022, all of us kids from the 80s thought we'd be flying around on those hoverboards. Alas, it hasn't quite happened. Anyway, so here we are. It's a new year. It's a new start. And maybe for some of us, we would just love to put 2021 aside, maybe to bed. Um, however, I don't think it was all that bad. And there's always some good stuff going on among all the COVID headlines and literally the billions of vaccinations that have probably saved millions of life. And it's probably been noted it's been the fastest and largest vaccination project ever. So it is quite an achievement. Um, but I love that there's been other things that have been going on uh, between the lines, if you like. I read this article about a group of medical scientists who've developed the means of transmitting brain waves through wireless Bluetooth um, technology and sending those brain waves and instructions to sort of robotic exoskeletal sort of prosthetists. And uh, how incredible is that? That if you've had a life-changing accident, a spinal injury, and you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be limited and restricted for the rest of my life, these guys have developed technology that could, and it looks like will, change that forever. Imagine being that restricted and suddenly being able to move again, to tell your arms and legs what to do. You know, to live a life where they were thinking they were going to be restricted, and now there's all sorts of possibilities. I think it's amazing. You know, this is the kind of stuff that's been happening um, while the headlines have been reading COVID. Some other stuff has been going on as well. Lives that were restricted could suddenly have limitless kind of possibilities. And that's really what I want to talk about a little bit today. That in God, we are connected to a God of limitless power. And therefore, we as Christians and as believers should also live lives with no restrictions and with limitless and endless possibilities. And so that's kind of where we're going to be uh, talking about that a little bit today. But as we look down the road of 2022, probably most of us are trying to second guess already what's ahead. Maybe the algorithms of social media or maybe they're kind of deciding some of the things, some of those things for us. I don't know. I know one thing is that certainly I have realized is there's a whole lot more out there that we can't control and can't predict. And actually there's a realization that we never could. We just thought we could. And so as we start this year, I don't want to open up more tech. I think the best thing that we could do is open up this book. 
this book that was written almost two millennia ago, but sets the principles and the plan, God's plan for his people in an ever-changing environment. This is solid stuff to build our lives on, and that's why we're going to open it in a moment. Now, I don't know about you. I mean, I know holidays and all of that have been a bit restricted, but whenever we go on holiday as a family or we're going to take a trip, we all pile into the car. You know, you've got the camping gear and you've got the bikes on the roof and you're all excited. We often just take a moment and we pray. And we pray for the trip ahead. We pray that we would have good rest and fun together. And so at the beginning of a year, I think it's absolutely brilliant that we pray. And actually, we're going to look at not my prayer. We're going to look at a prayer out of the Bible. And that prayer, and it's a, poor, it's a prayer from the Apostle Paul. And it's a prayer that kind of echoes from his time all the way to our time. And it's still relevant today. And as we look at this prayer, I hope and I pray it begins to shape our expectations for this year. So why don't we open up the Bible to Ephesians chapter 3. It's a very well-known prayer. Um, If you're new to church and new to the Bible, the book of Ephesians is in the New Testament. It was written by a man called uh, uh, Paul. And this is his prayer. He says, For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Love that. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. This is good stuff, isn't it? Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all, than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me just pray. Lord, we want a fresh perspective. We need a fresh view of who you are and who we are in you. And that's my prayer, Lord. Would you take these words and grip our hearts in Jesus' name? Amen. I don't know, as you read that prayer, can you hear the language, the limitlessness, if you like, the expansive language of who God is and what he has and what he wants to do in and through you and me. As I've been reading this letter to the Ephesians, I noticed just a couple of things. This letter has a feel of a coach speaking not only to his team in the moment, but maybe to all teams. It packs in. It's like the Apostle Paul is kind of packing in tons of encouragement to get us to lift our eyes to to who God is and who Jesus is and what he's achieved and now what he wants to do in and through you and me. 
And there's some speculation about this letter that it wasn't just written to the Ephesian church, but it was written to the churches in the entire region. In fact, it was a letter that was probably circulated around. It might have gone to the Ephesians. We presume it did. But there wasn't really any personal kind of greetings or sort of personal response, you know, um, references in the letter. And so it really does feel like Paul, it's like Paul's swan song, not just to the Ephesian church, but to all churches in his time and for all time to say, hey guys, I've experienced this. I know this about God and I'm desperately wanting you to know this as well. And so for the first three chapters of Ephesians, it's all him saying, this is who God is. This is what Jesus has done. And this is who you are in him. And this is what he wants to do through you. And I'm praying that through time to all people who know Jesus. That's why he says, doesn't it, in there, for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. To those that have been followers and gone on to be with the Father in heaven and those of us that are following him, trying to follow him, trying to live a Christian walk in this world, in amongst COVID and all the changes. He said, this is a word of encouragement to you today where you are. I love that. It's like he's, he's saying, this is like, it's a bit like, I think it's like spiritual motivation. And he's giving us a, a kind of a, a picture of the spiritual landscape. And he's sort of looking us in the eye as a coach would and say, guys, open your eyes to who God actually is. And I'd encourage you to read the first three chapters and let that, the, the, these words speak to our hearts at the beginning of this year. He wants us to look through, to look beyond to who Jesus really is and who we're meant to be. I love it. It says in the chapter before that he has all authority. He's above all authority. He's above all spiritual principalities. And we are his. And we are joined in him now. And therefore we have access to all that he has and he's secured. Wow, that's pretty mad, isn't it? I, one of my uh, favorite paintings of all time, and yes, I used to be a hippie art student many years ago, but one of my favorite paintings is Salvador Dali's Christ of St. John on the cross. It um, used to hang in Glasgow, maybe still does. But Salvador Dali depicts Jesus being lifted up on the cross, suspended above a landscape. And it, you're kind of looking down onto Jesus, and Jesus is looking down onto the world. The Apostle Paul, in the first three chapters of Ephesians, is trying to do that for you and me. He's saying that Jesus is who Jesus is. He's over everything. He's sovereign, and he is God. And what he has done on the cross has affected the very fabric and nature of the universe. And that's who you and me follow. And that's who you and me love. And that's who loves us. I love that. We need a new and fresh perspective. And so we see here that there's an invitation to know him, to experience him. And the only limiting factor is us. Look at the language. 
God is limitless. Look, he says, glorious riches surpasses knowledge and immeasurably more that in verse 20. This is our Father in heaven. This is God's posture towards us. He has immeasurably more for you and me. I don't know what your perspective is on God and who you think he is, if he's stingy or he's holding things back from you and me. He's not. He is leaning in with the immeasurable goodness he wants to pour out on us, no matter what our situations are. You know, I often think, you know, when you hear God's voice in Scripture, often, you know, give it a week or two or a couple of months, he comes back and he says it again because he wants us to get a hold of something. In September of last year, when we started to gather the churches again, I was in Luke's gospel and I was reading. And in, uh, I think it's in 1113 of Luke's gospel, this phrase, I just couldn't get rid of this phrase. It says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give, give, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more? That is the posture of our dad in heaven. You know, we've just come out of Christmas and we've loved giving gifts, don't we? We love to give gifts that benefit our kids and, and, and see the joy and the, the fun and, and, and like, oh, the surprise on their faces. If we, who, let's be honest, know how to screw things up, can give good gifts, how much more? Look at this, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. You know, I just want to almost pause there and say, God, remind me, you're the immeasurably more God as we look down 2020. Can I filter 2020 with that over my life and my eyes? I want to see people. I want to see situations. I want to see them in your eyes. I want to see through them to the immeasurably more. I want to lead a limitless life because I am connected to a limitless God. I was reading this week about the incredible man, William Carey, who started life just as this poor cobbler in England in the 18th century, who came to faith through a friend just like the most unbelievably unlikely candidate to become the father of the modern missionary movement. He changed the face of the church globally. This little guy, a cobbler, self-taught, um, very little resources, very poor, illness ravaging his family. I mean, there's just no way when you look at the surface of it, he was going to have a small life, an, an, an insignificant life, a life that didn't dent the world. But you see, he got connected to the God of immeasurable possibilities and limitless love and power. And that God got under his skin. It's, it was said of him, the greatness of the man was within and not in his circumstances. I love that. And in 1792, along with 11 other ministers, formed the Baptist Missionary Society. And he and his family went to India. 
and uh, began to evangelize in that country. But more than that, he was a part of setting up a society um, that inspired hundreds, if not thousands, to live a bigger life, a riskier life, to connect with a God who is limitless power and authority. And he said, go. I love that. So what are we going to do in 2020? Let's not put limits on it. Let's just be open to the possibility that God has something extraordinary for us. And let's step into that this year. 2 Chronicles says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. In other words, he's looking for people he can pour into to live limitless lives. Okay. The second thing is this, and I love this prayer. Look at that in verse 16. In verse 16, I pray out of his glorious riches, out of God's glorious resources, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit, through his spirit in our inner beings. Now, I don't know about you, but I often feel like I'm Scotty on the Starship Enterprise shouting up at Captain Kirk, I haven't got the power! <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, I just feel weak. I've tried to do certain things and I just haven't got the power in me. Isn't it funny? As I read that little bit of prayer, it's not, like I'm not doing a whole lot in that. God is doing everything. Look at it. I pray out of his, his glorious riches, his resources, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. It's all him. And I'm beginning to recognize, and this is my prayer for 2022 and for all of us, James, get out of the way. I am in the way. My pride gets in the way. My selfishness gets in the way. Get out of the way. So here's the thing. Like back in the 80s, when I lived in India, my dad, and it was quite cool, my dad was the senior girls football coach. I was 11. And he said, would you help me? And I went, what 11-year-old wouldn't want to hang out with the senior girls football team? So off I trotted, and I would be the ball boy and helping out with the dad. And I remember this one time. Dad said, right, we're going to, he's a bit of a Yorkshireman, so he said, All right, I'm going to teach you how to do a free kick. So Jamie, that was me, go and stand and pretend to be the wall of the free kick. So I stood there, you know, like this, 11-year-old lad. <laughs> all the team, all these girls looking on. Oh, look at him, he's cute, isn't he? And all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so then my, the idea was this. My dad was going to hit the ball and he was going to bend it around me and into the goal. Yeah, well, dad lined it up. He was showing everybody how to do it. And man, he lined it out and he pinged this ball. He just didn't put any bend on it. And he pinged this ball and it came straight at me and it hit me so hard in the face that my head went that way and my feet went that way and I hit the deck. The power of that free kick. Guess what? I was in the way. <laughs> this is what Paul is trying to get at. He said we, there is a power, a limitless power that is available to you and me 
Why on earth do we do life in our own strength? It's like going by candlelight or powering something in candlelight when you've got a nuclear power station right next door. I'm beginning to realize this. Surrender is the answer. James, get out of the way and let God in. Into those inner places. Into those places where we need strength, resilience. You see, this is what he's getting at. And he says there, I want to pray that that power uh, would strengthen you in your inner being. You see, when you start to read that and dig around a little bit, he's saying, I'm, I'm praying that the power of God would come in and you'll get the upper hand. That's the kind of language, it's wrestling language that's being used here. That you'll be strengthened on the inside to overcome those things in our own lives that seek to dictate and dominate us. Oh, that's great news, isn't it, when you think about it? Because it is like a wrestling term. You know, if you see two people wrestling, it's like when one person suddenly it's like gets them in an arm bar and suddenly they're being pressurized and it feels like they've got the upper hand. I know what that's like in my own life. But here Paul's saying there is a power that can flip that around. And it's not in us. It's through his spirit. So why don't we lean into his spirit this year? Because I believe as we do that and as we take hold of the promises here in this prayer, God's power wants to give us the upper hand in some of those personal wrestles, those personal challenges, and to overcome, to pin them down and to dominate them rather than they dominate us. There's a freedom and a power on the inside that we all need. And, I, and I'm there as well. Some of those inner struggles. Maybe it's to do with anger. Maybe it's to do with some temptations. Maybe it's hurts from the past that just keep coming up and kind of shouting in our faces and domineering. We don't want the past to restrict us. Jesus can deal with the past. He dealt with it on the cross. Maybe it's time now to forgive and, and as we pray and we ask God, I need your power to, give me, to help me to forgive. Actually, maybe getting out of the way means no longer holding on. Maybe no longer holding on to the past or the fear. What I see here is unlimited power. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead. That's what he says just a chapter prior is available for you and me. I love it. And I'm so encouraged by it. And so you guys can ask me a question over this next year. Juicy, James, have you got out of the way? And we should maybe speak, maybe right now, someone on your right or your left, just say, hey, I want to help you. Get out of the way. And let God come and do what he needs to do in you. I love it. And maybe just for a moment, let's just do that. Let's just... Just take a second and just think about the inner struggles, the inner wrestle. Most of us can probably visualize those things right now. Why don't we just get out of the way and say, God, I'm sorry. 
I move my pride, my selfishness. I need help. And I simply ask, Spirit of God, power of God, by the Spirit of God, would you come and strengthen me on the inside? Pour in inner resolve. Pour in grace right now and help me to live in it. Not just a one-off moment. Help me to live in it, grow in it and walk in it. Amen. Amen. And then finally, you know what? He kind of lands, doesn't he? He wants us to live with not limited love, but unlimited love. A pal of mine recently uh, posted on, uh, on a text or it was on Insta. He said, all year I hope to stay negative. None of us want to be positive. Now, obviously, you took that quote out of 2021. You know, you'd be like, what? Of course, he didn't want to be positive in terms of COVID. And who knew we'd be testing ourselves and all the rest of it? I wonder, though, if we tested ourselves when it comes to things like positivity, like, and love. I wonder what our results would be. Have we been more positive last year? Um, are we being encouraging, dare I say, more loving rather than critical, negative? Have I built up people more than tearing them down? You know, it's so easy, isn't it? When everything else is shifting for our default to become more sarcastic or to see more negativity instead of seeing the best in people. The posture of God, as we've just been talking about, is for us. And he doesn't want us to live limited lives. He wants and has provided the power for us to live lives that are bigger, freer, fuller. But all of that is founded in love. 1 Corinthians 13 says these things remain. These three remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. And so as we look at 2020, this is a great prayer, isn't it? He prays in verse 17, doesn't he? He says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love, rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, long, high, and deep the love of Christ is, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, rooted and established. We know, don't we, that certainly storm, our wind certainly showed us that we need deep roots. <laughs> the trees all over the place around the northeast because of the winds of change. We need to be rooted. We need to be established and anchored. And so obviously there's something about, he's saying something about stability, but also depth of root that nourishes everything above the ground. That love is our foundation, and not just any love, Christ's love. Paul's praying that we would know the love of Jesus first and foremost. To experience, and I love how he does this, the sort of the depth, the width of his forgiving grace and love. And again, there's this sense of immeasurability that there is no place or no situation or act or behavior that his love uh, expressed on the cross 
that can't reach into and change and cover and love, that there's no no-go places for his love. Doesn't he? When he's describing that, it's like the arms are being stretched out, the width of his love gives us that picture of Jesus. And almost like as the nails are brought down, his love being shed in that moment was creating a way, a portal, if you like, a wormhole in and through time to perfect forgiveness for all time, in any time, in any place, for all people. It's like he's making a moment available to us. And so I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what your situation is, but I do know this. It might feel really bad. It might feel really desperate. You might feel like you have screwed it up so badly that there's no way. But here's the love of God. There's no place his love can't break in. There's no place. And so he's saying that we, he's desperate for you to grasp that love, to take hold of it. What is he getting at here? He's saying when we cry out to him, when we repent, we close our hands around his love. And God enacts something beautiful in our lives, a new beginning and a new start. And so maybe that is you this morning. This is a moment. 2022 is a new day for you. You know, I experienced that as a 17-year-old. But the language used here is he wants us to know God's love. It's not known. It's not just in the past sense. It's the present particular that's saying here, knowing. It's present. It's alive. To know his love today and to remain in it. A love that is flowing from us to him and back. It's relational. You know, 2022 means I have been married, I will have been married 25 years this year to Tori. Wow! Poor her. <laughs> Here's the thing. When we got married, we didn't just get a lump of love for one another then and there. And we somehow had to measure it out every day. No. Love doesn't work like that. Love grows. Love is cultivated. I didn't just get a dose of love on the 5th of December in 1997. That's your lot. Whereas then the rest of it's rationed out. No, that love grows and stays fresh as we stay committed to one another. And it's the same for the love of God. Listen to this as we come into land. This is Jesus speaking in John chapter 15. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. You know, he's saying that if we remain in his love, we will love like he does. And we will have love for all the situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in. The depth, the width, the height of those situations. And let's be honest, some situations are hard. Some people are hard to love. Some of us find it hard to even love ourselves. I don't know what next year could look like, who you're going to be around. Maybe for some of us, 
you've got a parent moving in, that's going to be tough. You might have got a new team leader at work or a new colleague at work that's a challenge. Maybe you're that person. (laughs) We often can be. Maybe you've got a prickly neighbor. How are we going to love them? Lord, I don't have the capacity. No, you're right. Get out of the way and let experience my love for you. And out of that, love your neighbor or a family member that just does your head in. Paul's saying when we're in his love, when we know and experience his love on a daily basis, then the reservoir of love in us grows. Actually, it's available for other people and all situations. Suddenly, his love is then flowing through us to others. When we know it, when we experience it, then we'll show it. That's good, isn't it? When we know it, we can show it. And so, guys, in finishing today, 2022, I have no idea what's coming. But we can either approach it in our own strength, which would be bonkers to do. Let's get out of the way and allow the immeasurable love and power of God to invade this space, our lives, and so that we can approach 2022 with a Paul prayer and perspective that we are connected to a God who can do immeasurably more. Let me pray that now. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine, according to his power that it is a work in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen.